Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show, now in our 20th year. And the guest I have on today has been on with me for about 10 years, and she's one of my favorite people and in, in so many ways, and she really walks her talk. My guest today is Paula A. Marshall, and she is the CEO of Bama Companies, and Bama provides all of the fast food desserts for many chains, including McDonald's and Walmart and Pizza Hut. And uh, now they have expanded, and now they have Bama Pie, Bama Foods, Bama Frozen Dough, and again, all over the world. And and the um, the business started in, in many, many years ago, right? It was 1932, I think, on Paula's grandmother's kitchen table, and it went has been in the family for over 82 years now. Welcome, Paula. Thank you very much, Patricia. How are you doing today? Good, good. Yeah, it's it's really great to have you on. You know, one of the things I said that I really wanted to talk with you about today after I read your bio is this whole thing with fast food and COVID. And mm-hmm. I have a whole, I want to ask you about that, but let me just share the, with the audience a little more. So as, as Bama's chief executive officer, Paula provides strategic leadership and direction to the entire organization. Her vision, which she really believes in, stands for a beacon, and it's called People Helping People Be Successful. She's the author of four books. One of them is Finding the Soul, S-O-U-L, of Big Business. Another one is the executive entrepreneur that she co-wrote with an executive, and she's well, she's an executive, and he's the entrepreneur, and they combined it. And then there's some other, some wonderful other things, and she has an Amazon page as well, and you can log on to Facebook, Paula A. Marshall. So, Paula, it's great to be with you, and I, I want to. I've been doing a little bit of reading, you know, about the fast food chains and COVID. And one of the things that I've been noticing during all of this, regardless of the fast food chains, is that there are so many food service companies now that are advertising to the public. You know, we'll send you the meals, you know, seven meals, eight meals, vegan, vegetarian, meat-based, whatever you want. And they package them all up, they're frozen, and they send them. And it's become very popular now um, because it's easy. You don't have to go shopping. You don't have to go out. But I'm also thinking that the fast food industry, in a lot of ways, is catching on. I mean, certainly, you still have to go there. But they're bringing it more to you, and it's much cheaper than, you know, than the meals that you would get if they were sent to you frozen. So talk about that, Mm -hmm. Paula, what's happening during COVID with that. Yeah, well, you know, it started uh, about a year before COVID, and a lot of the top chains had realized that, you know, people were, you know, wanting to stay home more, and they were kind of slowly working on digital strategies, which is, right. you know, if you if you go to Duncan a lot, I know in the East, they dunk, people love Duncan, and Duncan right. had an app, and if you signed up for it, you know, every three or four days, they would send you a note saying, hey, we haven't seen you in three days. Here's your order. You want us to prepare it for you. And they would push, you know, the the, um, the pickup services like that. Starbucks as well. Starbucks would send a note, you know, every yes. two or three weeks. You know, how you've been in a while. And so they had started this, but it was mostly centered around driving by and picking up. So what happened with COVID was, you know, Starbucks had to shutter most most of their Starbucks stores did not have drive-thrus. Um, Duncan did have a significant amount of drive-thrus, but the companies that did not have drive-thrus, which included a lot of these small independent chains, there's about a million restaurant locations in the United mm. States. That's mm. shocking, isn't it? Well, wow. only about to 100,000 of those or 200,000 of those had capability to ship your food to you, you know, through like right. a DoorDash or, st- right. you know, Grubhub or, you know, um, one of the services, one of the delivery services. So I think what happened was a lot of those companies got caught flat-footed. <clears throat> they, they started experiencing severe losses. And mm-hmm. a lot of those customers are my customers too. So, I think at the beginning of the pandemic, everyone was so shocked about what was going on. They just stopped eating out and they started going to grocery stores. So they couldn't 
trust right. that the that the fast food chain or the quick service restaurant chain would get their food to them. So they started using services like, you know, um, the grocery store services like uh, Instacart, things like right. that, and getting their groceries even delivered. And people at the beginning of the pandemic were like, the drivers are wearing masks, they're having gloves on, they're leaving your food on the tables up front so you don't have to see them or talk to them. And it just got very weird that people were, mm, yeah. um, you know, just not wanting to interact with anyone other than who was in their house already. So I think as things went on and time went on, uh, DoorDash, uh, you know, things like that, Uber, Uber Eats, things like that have gotten more popular and now their services like Amazon, other places are picking up other things in addition to like if you want your laundry picked up, they'll pick your laundry up, they'll pick your food up, they'll bring your food and your laundry, you know, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Things that you used to go out for, people don't go out for that anymore, mm-hmm. you know, to mm-hmm. just quote unquote run errands. A lot of that is, you know, has been done for you. I think what we're going to see though is as people want to get out, and they right. and they are literally dying to get out now, you know, because spring weather and when the snowstorms are done. I was just up at um, in in Colorado, and they are starting to see significant amount of people show up to go skiing, to eat out. Right. I mean, it's a it's starting to almost reverse back the other way. Yeah. Well, you know, but my question is, when, when I think about this, when I think about, you know, if I ordered a service, you know, with frozen food, and again, you're looking at at least 10, 10 to $13 a meal, Paula, and they have to box mm-hmm. it and ship it and put you right. Okay. And you get seven or eight of them and you put them in your freezer. Okay, that's fine. But I'm thinking if you can go to a fast food chain, and they can get it to you, I mean, you do have to go out, or even if they deliver it, it is much more cost effective. Is it as healthy? We don't know. But I'm wondering if the fast food chains are going to pick up on that, the, that that same kind of thing now, or do you think it's going to go back more to people want to get out? Well, I know that all my large customers uh, have signed agreements to expand with the meatless meat. So beyond oh, good. Meat, uh, all of these vegetarian offerings I know Taco Bell is launching a, a vegetarian menu. They're getting more and more into it. So Good. I think as as you see more and more food coming to your house uh, from these places, I think you will automatically see more, um, you know, see more of those types of offering, healthful op- offerings. Because I think the other thing that happened when people were just stuck at home during the pandemic. <laughs> What were they doing, Patricia? They were eating. Eating, yeah. And now yeah. you have, you just have a plethora of people that are just super overweight. And now mm. because all the gyms were closed and really all people could do was go out and walk, um, I think you're going to start seeing people cut back on mm. some of those family favorites that were being ordered because they were making people feel good. And they right. wanted the comfort food at that time. Right. So right. honestly, we have not heard a whole lot over the last six months, Patricia, about showing our customers any kind of food that has, you know, vegan or different, you know, whole whole uh, crusts of any kind. Mm-hmm. People just want the old standard comfort food so that really? they can feel feel good. Yeah. Interesting. But but I think, too, the fast food chains are, as you said, they are offering more healthy options for those people that want that because more and more people are are turning to other, you know, a lot of people are vegetarian now. Oh, yes, yes. And I think you're going to see more things come out like the meatless burgers, um, you know, the the quote-unquote meatless meats. Um, and, and you're going to see more of that. I think those are going to start appearing more on mainstream menus. Um, because I know Yum has signed agreements, McDonald's, uh, KFC, all recently have signed agreements with Beyond Meat and with those vegetarian uh, companies like that. So, yeah, yeah, so their stock is going through the roof, you know, to be honest. Interesting. And and yet, 
because of that, then those meals would be healthier, correct? Well, you know, you would think. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, I, I honestly can't say that all of them are because if you load up a burrito with meatless meat with a lot of, let's say, dairy-free cheese and a lot of other things on it or a dairy-free cheese sauce or something, you're going to get calories. Now, you're not going to be eating meat, but you're eating vegan. And a lot of times, vegans don't get the protein unless they eat a lot of beans, which are high in calories. Or they eat a lot of other kinds of, um, you know, they eat tofu, which is low in calories, but sometimes there's articles about soy and is that so good for you and all of that kind of thing. So I think everything in moderation, Patricia, I think everything has to be looked at in moderation, in my my opinion. Right. I do think, though, that more people, I know people want to go out, but I think more people in the last year are looking at prepared foods. I do. I mean, I know even for well, me, that I would rather, true. you know, rather than well, just, because you know, When right. you saw what happened last year, it only took two months, really, for the grocery stores to get raided, right out of oh, food, I know. come back, stock the grocery store, and then three or four months later, people are right back to eating at McDonald's. I mean, we had a, a absolutely fabulous year last year we never came back to where we were from two or three years ago but we came back from being down 70 or 80 percent and have to let go you know half of our team members because we Mm. didn't have any business for about two months and we're watching these grocery numbers and we're thinking to ourselves this can't last because Patricia people in this country don't cook the young women Mm -hmm. have worked they don't know how to cook most of them it's true and they don't cook it, anymore, so they're used to microwaving yeah. stuff or, yeah. you know, even yeah. these uh, companies that were sending in a lot of ingredients in a box. I know my daughter, she just graduated from law school last year, and she doesn't have time. So when the bo- even when the box comes and it's got two pieces of fish in there or four pieces of fish and she's making vegetables or anything, it's still a lot of work, and it takes mm-hmm. time. So what you yeah. see is a lot yeah. of those companies like, um, you know, Fresh, uh, for, yeah. I think it's yeah. Hello Fresh. Yeah. 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 Hello Fresh. Or Daily uh, Harvest. Their stock, yeah. Yeah. Their stock boomed yeah. for a while and now it's going right back down. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's interesting how it's all changing. But, you know, something you said is sad in a way because, you know, if you look at other cultures, you know, like Italy, you know, and more rural culture, you know, where, where the people are still food is such a, a hallmark. I mean, they live and they they live and they breathe food. They grow it and they make it and it's a celebration and the tastes are fantastic. And it, it's it's almost like a lost, not a lost art, but I think we've gone more after productivity than we have after real quality of life. No, I would agree with you. I think, uh, again, I want to, I'll go back and say, you know, when did home ec go out of high school? When did it become, you know, just not cool for girls or boys to learn how to cook? I mean, there's, you know, the level of, unfortunately, training, education at an early age, has just been, uh, it's been taken away. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think to create that interest, sometimes you have to do it. You know, I mean, this is dating me, but I took sewing in summer school. So did I. I learned how to sew, you know. Like my mom bought me a sewing machine. I had it in my room. I sewed all summer one summer. And I had a blast. I mean, I laid my patterns out. I... You know, I cut the material. I went and got the material. I mean, yeah, it might take me a week and a half to make a, a dress, but so what? I wasn't doing mm. anything else. You know, there was yeah. nothing else yeah. for me to do. Gardening yeah. is a lost art. Growing your own food. Um, yeah. We're part of. I think of that's a, coming back a little bit. I think gardening is yep. coming back a little bit. Well, we are. But, we're part of a, a big movement here in Tulsa that is yeah. uh, is food on the move. And yeah. it's Taylor Hansen and myself, and 
we bought, you know, 10 acres out next to a university and we are starting, you know, a garden, gardening, uh, you know, learn how to, uh, you know, do a, a garden from scratch. And, you know, we're starting to work with the school systems. We're starting to teach people who walk up, you know, who get off the bus and want to go, you know, learn how to how to grow vegetables and fresh vegetables and and things like that. It's not that hard. Right. And it's also the community you're building. You're meeting people. You're interacting. You're learning together. That's also, you know, that's another thing that I think we need so much more, particularly during COVID. We've lost some of that. Mm -hmm. We need that team building again. We need to work with other people so we're not just doing it by ourselves. We're not meant to do everything by ourselves. So I think that's right. I think that's great. All right, Paula, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to just going to talk more and more about, not just about fast food, but kind of about, you know, the way business is going in terms of communication. I'm doing a lot of communication webinars now, and I want to talk to you about that because I see them all over the country and what people are facing. So we'll talk about um, positive communications in business when we come back with Paula A. Marshall, okay. who is the CEO of Bama Industries. And we'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Do you want to hear a show about football? How about football moms? What if we told you that was just a start? Tune in for Double Down with Garrett and Mack. Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack are moms to some well-known NFL players. Sure, they'll talk football and raising their kids to achieve greatness, but they'll also talk about community and world issues, motherhood, news, and lifestyle topics. Listen in every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show Hi, everyone, and welcome back. And my guest today is Paula A. Marshall. She's the CEO of Bama Industries. They make all of the apple pies and fast food desserts for Walmart, McDonald's, Pizza Hut, many other fast food chains. She's the author of four books, actually, I think five books now. And Mm -hmm. uh, one is called Finding the Soul of Big Business, and the other one is called The Executive Entrepreneur, as as well as several others. And you can log on to find out more about Paula. You can go to Facebook and just log on to Paula A. Marshall. So welcome back, Paula. Okay. Thank you. So... Yeah, so let's talk about communications and companies. I, you know, I had told you and I've told the audience, I do a lot of corporate training for big companies. And right now it's on how do you cope with COVID? How do you communicate effectively? How do you encourage your your customers and your employees and team members? Um, how do you reduce your stress? How can you be more resilient? Um, how do you get back to the new normal? How do you come back in after COVID? So, and it's, I'm doing these constantly. And a lot about how do you communicate and even present 
your ideas effectively. And I'm finding what's really interesting is that, you know, I work with every industry from it could be fast food to motion picture industry to Congress to banks to real estate to nonprofits to everything. And it's all the same. All of these Mm -hmm. people, whether they're engineers, right, or they're salespeople or they're, you know, answering the phone or they're CEOs, they all have the same issues. We're all struggling mm-hmm. with loss. We're all struggling with isolation. We all miss our families. I mean, it's it, it's just the common denominator, Paula. It doesn't matter right. what profession you have. So I don't know what you're seeing, but I think people, you know, I think people just are really ready for this to be over. And I say to them, you know, make sure you communicate, get online. I mean, I know it's not the same thing as reaching out and touching the person, but at least you can see them. Right. In 1918, we we didn't have any of this. So at least, you know, we have the video conferencing. What's your take on all this? Right. And we, you know, I think about that, too. And I think about, you know, we talk about it at Bama that we're a very relational company. And so are our customers. And they've, you know, without, I don't know what we would have done without something like Zoom or Microsoft Office Teams or those types of of, um, communication vehicles. Because we would have all been on conference calls. Can you imagine being on conference call after conference call, negotiating mm-hmm. deals, getting, you know, closing. Yeah. We negotiated on our our business deal over in the U.K. and did it all on Zoom. And now we had been, you know, it's been two years that we've been working with these folks. So we knew them. But we did all the bank closings, all the documents online. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we've bought and sold property. On Zoom, I mean, you know, a lot of these guys that do a lot of, you know, buying and selling of companies have all been doing it on Zoom the last the last year. So, at least we've had an ability to see each other's faces. Exactly. You know, which which exactly. helps. But I was listening to um, NPR the other day when I was going to down to the office. I haven't even been going to the office. So I've been trying to go in and and you know see people and look at them. But the the person on NPR was saying, you know, people are so used to now looking at the screen, but they look other away and do other things while they're, you know, even right. doing the screen. And that eye contact is going to almost have to be relearned. And, you know, kids going back to school, how do you play with someone? How do you socially interact? Yep. You know, I yep. mean, it's just all those things are not you know, or things that we've always taken for granted and we haven't really, it's not part of, Absolutely. you know, the, Absolutely. The and that brings been around up, the last year and a half, been, like yeah, they've got to be retaught. Yep. And that's interesting you say that because, you know, when I do these webinars and people put their answers in the chat room, so it's very interactive, but I don't see them, but a lot of them say they're nervous about the commute back, the, you know, and mm-hmm. the drive back. And, you know, and getting dressed and the timing and, and you know, and w- what will the meetings look like? I mean, there it's almost as though some of them have said, I, I'm I'm so used to this now. It's like I have to right. enter and can I do it or is it how hard is it going to be? And we're actually right. doing webinars. Well, you, and what is it going to be right. like to reenter? Yes. And people like not having to travel, you know, do the commute to work. And there's been some good things, some positive things about it. But I think. You know, reentry is coming. We just have to, you know, we're going to, at Bama, we're trying to redefine what does normal look like. And so we're starting to have those conversations. Does it really mean you have to go to work every day? Does it mean that we can spend some meetings at home? Does it mean we can have some meetings without having to fly everywhere? Because we're saving a lot of money by not yes. having the, the yes. you know, the travel That's expenses true. and, and I hotels find that. Yeah, we all and find meals that. Yeah. and, you know, you go out and take seven people to dinner, it's $1,200, you know, oh. or more. And yeah. uh, those kinds of expenses we haven't been having. So it's, you know, there will be some reentry changes. Um, we will try to do more things on Zoom rather than less, but we'll also... Yeah. Try to be together once a month, you know, rather than yeah, 
not seeing I a was job thinking all about that. year. I was thinking about that with webinars because I actually enjoy doing the webinars. You know, the seminars, I've got to go and I've got to travel. It's an hour up and an hour back. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of wear and tear with the gas in the car. And I was thinking, I don't think the webinars are going away. I don't. I think there'll be more seminars. But I don't. Right. I think the webinars, I think people are comfortable with it now. And it's easy. And we've got the video conferencing. So I think they're here to stay. I mean, I they're too. not going to be exclusive. You did too. Yeah. Now, we've yep. got a, like, for example, we have a uh, monthly communication that we do with all of our management teams. So there's, you know, let's say there's 120 people on that we used to go to one of our locations and cram everybody into a room and hard to hear right. and do all that. Now, you know, we're going to do, you know, most of those on Zoom now. You know, we're going to try to just communicate with our messages on Zoom without having to make people leave their office, go to a central location, you know, drive around, find parking places, you know. I mean, it's it causes a lot more stress, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, it does. You know, it does. And, I, and the other thing I want to say, and I've, I've, we've talked about this also in webinars that I think has helped people, is that you have more time to really communicate. I mean, you know, really mm-hmm. talk to your family and learn their stories. I mean, when my daughter came to see me after like four months of not seeing me at the beginning of COVID, I mean, she stayed mm-hmm. longer than usual. And we started telling stories about why did she choose her profession and my college story when I went abroad. And I'm saying, wait a minute, in all the years I've known her, we haven't told these stories. Right? I never uh-huh. asked her. No, because we've been so busy, Paula. Right. It's run here, run there. Right. Right, so I and think that's, we that's can bond with our that, family more. Right, right, and that is. I mean, I think once I've been talking to some people, and now that their parents have gotten a vaccine, they're like wanting to go out. They're wanting to go out to meet some players, or they're wanting to come over and see the grandkids. And that was something that you know people weren't even comfortable doing, much less were restaurants right. not open or you couldn't eat inside or whatever. Oklahoma, we were lucky we weren't ever as closed down as somewhere as like L.A. or New Jersey or New York, Mm, but we or Chicago, we've had, you know, our hair salons have been open since last summer. We've had, you know, you have to wear a mask and stuff going in there, but it's, we've been able to do things like that. Yeah. Most most people haven't gotten out at all. So just being able to get out. But I think people in general have weathered it pretty good. I just came off of my annual, uh, you know, roundtables with my team members, just hosted our, you know, top 100 management people in our regrounding. Oh, great. Uh, we used the breakout groups on Zoom that people loved, you know, so we did, we did the talk and then we went into breakout groups on Zoom and it was very successful. Got a lot of Wonderful. really good feedback from that. Wonderful. So I think you can do things like that to make Zoom more interactive. You know, yeah. rather than just yeah. sitting there talking about something, you you actually yeah. let people go into small groups, give them a topic, exactly. and just like you would if you were exactly. together. You yeah. know, yeah, like and that's great. very helpful to have those those different little things that we could do to make it more yes, interesting. I agree. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with Paula A. Marshall, who's the CEO of Bama Industries. They make all the apple pies and fast food desserts for Walmart and and. McDonald's and Pizza Hut and many of the fast food chains. And Paul has been on this show with me. Um, it's over 10 years now, and she's become a wonderful friend. And I'll tell you, the name of her book is The Description of Paula, Finding the Soul, S-O-U-L, of Big Business, because that's what she's done. And her team members, which she calls them not employees, stay with the company for years because they are really valued and treasured. All right, folks, you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get ready to go inside the lives of some of the top recording artists the music industry has known. Join host Troy Bronstein every week as he becomes a prince among queens. Troy discusses the careers and past, present, and future projects from these artists. And if there's time on each show, you just might hear some performance gems as well. Listen for Prince Among Queens every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back, and you are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, and my guest, who's one of my all-time favorites, is Paula A. Marshall. She's the CEO of Bama Industries. And their vision is people helping people be successful. And they make all of the fast food desserts and apple pies for McDonald's and Walmart and Pizza Hut and many other fast food chains. And the company started on her grandmother's kitchen table in, I think, 1938. And her father took over the company and then she took over the company. And she's taken over the company since uh, in 1984. And she's the author of four books. And we're going to talk about some of those. And welcome back, Paula. All right. Thank you very much. All right. So let me let me share this with you. You didn't expect this, but this is really fun. When um, I'm in Rhode Island and, and you uh, came to speak to some of our groups a couple years, a few years ago and brought with you your books. And you had created at that time these beautiful cards called Find Your Peace at Work, P-E-A-C-E. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. a 10 card deck with gorgeous pictures that you took. And on the back, you wrote an inspirational quote. So I am going to, I'm going to, when we can't see this, but I can explain it. Let me, let me look at this one. This is like a beautiful flower. It, um, it looks like it's closed and the bud is, can be opened, but it's like a closed bud. And on the back, Paula writes, earnestly listen, your customers, colleagues, and your family are telling you valuable information that can improve your relationships. Are you hearing them? That is such a, I mean, that's such a great one. I mean, think about it. And, and even when I do these webinars, we have this whole thing about, are you listening effectively? You know, what is, mm-hmm. are you really listening or are you listening and other things are going through your mind? So you're really not connecting. And, mm-hmm. you know, what you're really talking about is really hearing that person from where they are, which sometimes is hard, Paula, when you don't like what they're saying. <laughs> right, so right. It's how funny. Do, how I was do you just, feel? I, I was just on a call this morning uh, with some people that are on a project, and I got text, started getting texts at 6.30 this morning. I can't work with this person. This person is yeah. not, you know, cooperating. Uh, they're arrogant. They're this, they're that, they're the other. And I said, well, 
you know, the problem I have is I don't have other people that can fill in on this project. So let's all sit down and get together and see if we can figure out what's going on. Well, okay. you know, it's it's always comes down to they're they're not really listening to each other. They're not hearing yeah. each other. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things that, you know, I tried to as a you know, I was just sitting there being a mediator because honestly I'm not in either one of them shoes. I don't know how that person talked to the group. I don't know if they were arrogant. I don't know if you know, if that you know, how they all perceived what happened is the same. And when we got on the call, they didn't mm. perceive it the same. Uh, one person perceives that this person is talking down to them disrespectfully, et cetera, mm. which made them mm. angry, which made them then act superior mm. and say things that they didn't really mm. mean. So, you know, a lot of a lot of my job is, is literally going through a day in and day out you know, just listening to people and saying, are you really hearing the other person? And I would say that's probably 90% of what I do, you know. But you know what, Paula, but you spoke to something here. Just that one thing, what does that, it hurts productivity. Because if you, if you don't have somebody to substitute, they've got to work together and, and this can impede their progress because it slows it up. So it's so important and people forget that. Exactly. I mean, it's, you know, Unless they're going to, you know, I mean, it's like, what are you guys going to do? You know, how do you guys think you're going to remove someone from this group that it isn't your job to remove someone, but then you're going to say to me that you can't work with these other people. And, And so before it ever came to me, you'd like for people to be able to say, you know, let's work this out because probably not. Paula's going to do this anyway. You know, she's not going to pick one of us out and fire us. I mean, that's not how I do, right? Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. I think what people, if they thought about it in the beginning, they would reach out. But for some reason, people are so filled with fear. And I think a yeah. lot of it is the counter reaction to yeah. the other person of saying, yeah. I don't really yeah. like what you said to me or how you said it. Now, I will say the added, the added, uh, how people are today, more the heightened sensitivity, I yes. should say, on race, um, has people of different races and different genders reacting differently now to yes. how things are said. So mm-hmm. I think the workplace is reflecting what happens in the media every day, and people are really getting confused on how are we supposed to speak to each other? Are we supposed to use certain phrases? Are we supposed to use certain names? Are we yeah. supposed to and, call things yeah. certain things? Yeah. And uh, no, absolutely. it's a very and, difficult and, situation for business. Well, it is because I'm also doing webinars on harassment. Harassment mm-hmm. and bullying. Um, harassment, bullying, and just, you know, uh, n- not being kind to people and not being respectful. And I do those quite a bit now. And what's happening is you do have to be very careful because you, for example, if you said to someone, hey, honey, don't worry about it, you know, so somebody could take that as a remark, like you're coming on mm-hmm. to believe it or not. And, and, oh, and again, they do. like you said, Right. And with race, I mean, you might say something to someone that is perfectly fine to you, but in their world, it's a racist comment and you didn't know. But it's not about the intent. It's about the impact. It's not about right. what, even if you didn't mean it, it's about how that person took it. So it, you're right. It's, I think we almost need workshops and, you know, people almost have to come to the table and just say, here's what's offensive to me or something because we don't right. know. I think we don't, I mean, when we talk, we were talking about the lost art of cooking, the lost art of sewing, the lost yeah. art of gardening and things like that, growing your own vegetables. I mean, the, the lost art of being able to sit down and communicate because things are so highly charged in the mm. workplace today. It's, it's all about being right. And I'm fearful. I don't want to say anything, but yet you know that it's not right. I mean, you definitely know that it's not right. And so it's kind of, it's kind of hard to explain, but I think 
the pandemic has almost worsened it because we can, yes, we can text someone. We don't have to have a conversation. We don't have to look them in the face. We can email them. We can blast them on social media. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I even had a few yeah. a few things on some of our team members calling my, you know, my hotline saying, well, so-and-so has a social network page and they're out there saying bad things about this, that, and the other. So then we yeah. have to go and get involved with someone's social network page, you know, and say, well, if your team members can read this, you know, then you probably don't want to put this in your social media. So right. of course. whoever knew that we were going to have to get involved in someone's social media, you know, it's not even something they yeah. it's not, it's their personal business, but by the other the hand, other, right. they have to, right. they have to know how it's affecting the workplace. Yeah. Well, and the other problem, too, is that with COVID, everybody's highly sensitive. So we're more on the mm-hmm. we're more edgy and we're probably a little more almost paranoid because we, we can't see the person. So, oh, they didn't write me. Oh, does that mean I'm in trouble? You know, oh, they didn't do this. And it does that. So we, we start catastrophizing. And mm-hmm. I think that it's that's made it worse, too, is we're more right. edgy. So we're well, when we're, you do the training. Yeah. What do you hear, Patricia? I mean, you, you probably hear a lot more than I do in your trainings. Well, I think that, um, you know, what people are realizing, because we talk a lot about respect and being kind and really listening mm-hmm. to what the other person's saying and not judging. And people will say in the chat room, I think sometimes I judge or sometimes I jump in too much or, you know, I don't let the person finish the sentence. That's why we do these trainings. It's almost like sensitivity training. It's not that these yeah. people aren't skilled. But they realize, you know, one person said, you know, I think I'm too quiet. Another person said, I, I, I talk too fast or, um, you know, I, I really I really have to listen more than I'm listening. And so mm-hmm. I think that we, we I think, you know, we're going back to some basic things right now. And right. but I think people I'm glad companies are doing this, Paula, because, I mean, you know, for people like myself who are entrepreneurs, we have to figure this out on our own. I mean, it's wonderful. Companies are offering this to their team members and employees. You know, they're, they're mm-hmm. helping them get the skills they need. And that's, right. that's really important. Well, you know, when you're trying to run a business, it's really hard to have to get, you know, to stop to, to deal with these issues that are really personal between a certain group of people. But if yeah. you don't, if you don't stop and you don't make a statement in the room about what your expectations are and how you expect these things to be handled, then people make an assumption that right. you're not, you don't care, you know, right. how people are treated in your organization. Right. Right. And if you have a mission and you want everyone to get along, you have to stop and address those those issues or it gets worse. Yeah, that's exactly, that's right. It just festers. And that's right. the hard part. It's, I think where, where people have trouble, what I see in webinars, is people have trouble addressing the issue. We practice that. How do you have that conversation? How do you address the issue? You know, they're afraid. Right. And understandably, yeah. but I think it's important we're doing that. All right, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to talk more to the wonderful Paula A. Marshall, who's the CEO of Bama Industries. They make all of the apple pies and fast food desserts for Walmart and for McDonald's and for Pizza Hut. And they have been with McDonald's for three decades and have mm-hmm. stayed with them and have been a loyal client and customer and provider. So that's really pretty impressive. And when we come back, Paula will tell you about all of the people now who have reached the 29 mark or the 30th mark who have been in the company for that long and why. It's called Finding the Soul of Big Business, the name of her book. <laughs> All right, everyone, we're going to take a break. I'm Patricia Raskin for Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. 
From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every week for Making Action Happen, hosted by Sarah Blackhurst. The program takes you inside Action 22, a Colorado-based community outreach organization established in 1999. The show focuses on public policies, both politically driven or not, which have ongoing and immediate impact on the Colorado community and the world. It doesn't matter where you are, you can make action happen. Listen Thursdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and 1 p.m. Mountain Time on Voice America Variety. Join Chris Epting every week for the moment. Chris talks to some of the most amazing people you'll ever meet, including authors, artists, and athletes. And that's just the A-list. These celebrities and public figures have interesting stories that all showcase the moments that their lives took a certain dramatic turn, changing them forever and shaping them to be the person that they were meant to be. Listen for The Moment with Chris Epting, Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. And my guest today is Paula A. Marshall. She's the CEO of Bama Industries. They make all of the fast food desserts and apple pies for Walmart and McDonald's and Pizza Hut and many other fast food chains. And so happy to have her here today. You know, Paula, we were talking about this deck that you developed um, several years ago. And they're beautiful postcards. You took the pictures and then you wrote an inspirational quote on the back. So I just picked this Mm -hmm. one up and I went, we've been talking about this today. This is, um, the picture is, it looks like um, you were either in India, it looks like an India scarf you know, from another culture. Mm-hmm. And here's what you honor diversity today. Take the time to learn a unique cultural perspective. Learn to say hello or how are you in a foreign co-worker's native tongue. When you speak to them in their first language, they will be instantly uplifted and grateful. How current is that, Paula? <laughs> well, my goodness. Can you believe I, I wrote that? <laughs> fabulous. All of them. Well, yeah, that, you know, because I probably had the opportunity and the love of travel and my parents put that in me and supporting McDonald's around the world and and now, uh, you know, our customer Pizza Hut and and other other customers that we have in the UK subway and and other places. And I'll tell you, you know, I had that appreciation. I saw the look on their faces when they had, you know, seen us try to learn their language. Um, it was it was amazing. So, you know, I know a lot of people work around, uh, you know, people of diverse cultures. And if you can learn a little Spanish, if you can learn a little, uh, you know, uh, French or Italian or, you know, uh, Indian even, um, it's a it's a big deal. You know, people see you're making the effort and it and it makes people smile. So isn't that wonderful? Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and so interesting because we were just talking about this, and and yeah. and this is such a yeah. It really it really would be great to be able to learn someone else's culture, even just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's a great way to go go along. It goes a long way towards creating a you know an atmosphere of understanding, and and we're all trying here, you know, because I think a lot of times because the world defaults to English. I know in Poland, Poland's a very difficult language to learn, and I know I have to, you know, I try to work on the Polish, and this year I've yeah. probably fallen back because we haven't traveled, but, you know, I know a few words, but that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they always appreciate well, it, they smile and laugh, course. and when of you course. say thank you to the taxi drivers, and, you know, it, it's just it's great to see their yeah. faces, you know. 
All right. Well, we've got just a few minutes left. So let me just tell you, here's one more that we've been talking about. It's a beautiful picture you took of tulips. And on the back, mm-hmm. you write, compliment a coworker. As much as we like to receive compliments, giving them is as important too. Putting positive energy into the world will help you receive positive energy back. Incredible. And then the last one I want to read that you did, and this is just a beautiful, looks like a, a sky with a with a, a light beam, like from a lighthouse. I want to read mm-hmm. this because I talk a lot about this in webinars. It's about self-care. Take a moment to breathe. Inhale and exhale deeply and find your center. Remember who you are and that only you fill this exact space in history. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful, Paula. <laughs> Well, and we talk about breathing out today. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, breathing is one of the things we talk about for self-care that particularly if you're upset, it just helps your parasympathetic nervous system calm down. It just like helps yeah. you reboot. It's like rebooting your That's computer. Right. That's right. And yeah. I know a lot of people are working out in their, ho- their homes and houses. And they've been buying these Lulu mirrors and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, that's all part of self- self-care, you know. If you can do a little yoga, you can do a little relaxation, you know, you can do a little breathing, uh, you know, you can do it at your house, you know, just just do a little little bending, do a little breathing, do a little, you know, downward dog and and Mm -hmm. love your body. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Paula. It's always such a pleasure to have you on the program, really. Thank you, Patricia. I appreciate it once again. Yeah. All right. Well, stay on the line just for a second. Um, All right, folks. So that's. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. You can look up Paula A. Marshall by going to Facebook and look up Facebook and then Paula A. Marshall and you can learn all about the company or go to Bama, Bama Industries and learn about what they do as well. Um, All right, folks, just want to let you know that if you want to contact me, you want to get on my newsletter list so you can see all the wonderful guests I have on, write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. You can also log on to Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources on Facebook and like me. And if you want to create your own show, your own podcast. I've been I've interviewed about 5,000 people in my career. I'd love to help you. So write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.